I'm going to look it up and get back to you on that. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And it's Shang-Chi week. Ah! And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I was just really excited. <laughs> that's, what's the word? Uh, warranted? Warranted. That sounds wrong too. No, well, either way. Okay. We'll keep all the singing in. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was really good. We were very excited and it, it lived up to the hype and we're going to go see it again today. We are. So. And Tegan may or may not join us cause she's already seen it twice now. And apparently going to a movie at 1230 is too early for her uh-huh. <laughs> because teenagers live in a different timeline than we live in, I guess. Uh, after watching the, like I already feel weird saying Shang-Chi. And now I feel even weirder after watching them go back and forth with the pronunciation of the name in the movie. <laughs> but I mean, we have to say it. So here, here, we, yeah. go, here we are. <laughs> but uh, what else did we do? We also read a graphic novel that we'll talk about. Did you hear what Eddie Gein done? So, I mean, besides that, we really didn't do much this week. We started our rewatch of all the Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man. Right. We've made it through one of those now. Yeah. The first one. Well, we have obviously. until December to get through what yeah, how many we're, movies we're gonna go through we're gonna go through it quick there's seven right Th- well three five seven yeah <laughs> and well, <laughs> uh tegan didn't even want to watch the toby Maguire ones which is ridiculous i know the second one's so good the first one was good it was fine it's all right yeah uh, it's been a while since we watched it i'm, I'm glad we rewatched it but they had a um what do they call it? Midnight Court on the Ringerverse where they, Mallory Rubin was on with the other guys that, that do that podcast. And they did the, uh, they did arguments back and forth about which Spider-Man was better, Tobey Maguire or Tom Holland. Where does Andrew Garfield fall in that argument? He was conspicuously ridiculously absent? left off of anybody. So <laughs> he was, his name wasn't even brought up, <laughs> but I usually I'm, I'm, I'm hit or miss with those kinds of those segments of those episodes, but I, I like this one. It was, it was impassioned, but I think ultimately Twitter decided that Mallory and, and her, her partner, uh, Jomi Iditaran won with Tom Holland. So yeah, well, Tom Holland's the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good iteration. I have to, to be honest. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't really remember why I brought that up. Just talking about the different Spider-Man movies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm excited to watch Spider-Man too because it's really good and I haven't watched that one in a while either. So yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm excited to watch all of them. I don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't do it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the only other, the new show that we watched this week was uh, only murders in the building. Yeah. Right? What did you think of it? I've been looking forward to it since I, what did we see the first trailer for it? Maybe a month ago. Maybe. Uh, I don't remember, but I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really well done. It was really funny. It's on Hulu. It's got Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez as kind of these, you know, an odd 
group mix of of people that you know wouldn't expect to get together I right guess. And, and unlikely yeah i was uh, gonna say pairing but there's three of them so. right. <laughs> <laughs> but i just i really like the i don't know it, it's a little silly but it's supposed to feel that way right right and they all listen to this particular murder podcast and they think that they're going to be able to solve a mystery that happens in their building thing it, it was really good yeah i texted my dad and brother about it three amigos reunion well mm, i mean they're missing one but (laughs) yeah i mean well martin shorten and uh steve martin i think do a lot of stuff together so do they i think so i don't think they do a lot of stuff anymore at all i i mean not that i've seen right interesting i don't know i'm gonna look it up and get back to you on that okay anyway this one this is good I liked it. There's four or five episodes out, I think. And um, I'm I'm ready to watch more. So. Yeah, me too. I like that everybody kind of has their own little secrets and that they're hiding from each other, which is obviously going to play into whether or not they can, can trust one another as they go on this journey. And it's really fun. It's uh, already got me where I want to keep watching. So yeah. Um, do you want to get into the book? Yeah, let's. Um, so we read Did You Hear What Eddie Gein Done by Harold Schechter and Eric Powell, which is a it's a true crime graphic novel about the brutal murders and crimes that were discovered in 1957 Wisconsin. And they inspired films, um, the film Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Silence of the Lambs. And Eddie Gein was this unsuspecting farmer who was just a little bit of an oddball and this tells that that story that has lived on like in our pop culture consciousness without us actually knowing the origins for most people because i had never heard of it what about you yeah i mean i had heard of ed gein obviously but not uh, oh because you had just mentioned it before because i'd never even heard the name ed gein before really Yeah. yeah well you know i've worked um my favorite murder back into my regular rotation of of podcasts that I listened to. And one of them had done the Ed Gein stuff just recently in the last couple of months, or it was um, a replay of, of another episode. It doesn't matter. I had just recently listened to it and I told you I was, I got the book cause it looked good and I couldn't remember a single thing that they had said on right. the episode. So sometimes I don't listen as closely as others <laughs> apparently, or things don't stick with me. Like I couldn't even remember how many people he had killed when i picked up the book i thought there was going to be a lot more killing i guess i mean he does a lot of weird stuff and right uh, well and also we just don't know because he's not giving up information right, right. or didn't yeah it's one of those things that we'll just never know right because mm-hmm. i mean he's obviously uh, been dead for a while now but uh the eric powell dude he's one like a ton of Eisner's and stuff. He's written a lot of, a lot of independent stuff and also stuff for the big two, but his big series right now is goon, which we don't read. It's kind of a, I guess a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. He does the art and the story. Harold Schechter is, um, is an author who, who writes books about serial killers. So he, you know, the book is very kind of meticulously researched. Right. And That's really, actually what it says on the back. And yeah. you can tell by, the information that's in there and and also how it's detailed out in the back when it explains yeah, the, the way I that really enjoyed that me um, too even how they you know pinpoint things like well we we changed this just for narrative but we understand you know we didn't think it'd be that 
doesn't make that big of a difference to the overall overall story you know. right and the book started as uh, a kickstarter like so many things i guess now published by albatross funny books which i think is the i don't know what they call it imprint or whatever mm-hmm. um, that eric powell created i think back in 2002 when he was trying to self-publish his books and the kickstarter page is pretty cool it's got like a bunch of quotes from really famous people like john carpenter and david fincher and mike mignola so they're uh, actually thanked in the the beginning there i read who the the um you know special thanks to whatever yeah dedication page that's what it's called wow i'm really on top of things today (laughs) um i thought the art was really effective i did too yeah and creepy and and unsettling yeah very uh, very much matched the story that they were trying to tell I, I really like the way it started with that Alfred Hitchcock interview mm-hmm. talking about uh, specifically Psycho. I guess that is an interview he did with Truffaut, like his the interviewer is the the director. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm not sure where I read that, so I hope that is correct. <laughs> Either way, I really liked how it opened with that. And I think the book just says a lot about like, especially in America, how we process violence or how we approach things that can't be processed. Um, yeah, um, there's a lot to unpack in this story. I mean, you could probably do an entire podcast series, not even not just on this book, um, but you know, uh, several episodes worth on this book and the whole Eddie Gein story, because there's you know how we treat people who are different, how we turn a blind eye to to things because we are unable to believe that they could be true or that things are happening in, in our backyards that we're uncomfortable with and also um, mental health and how that's treated in this country and abuse. Um, There's a lot in there. Yeah. There's a lot of psychoanalysis, Mm -hmm. a lot of historical and cultural reference points, like especially when they, um, the reporter goes and talks to that professor, Yeah, which I thought was really cool and well done, really the graphic novel medium really served a lot of this story well because it wasn't well i wouldn't say it wasn't grotesque there was a point to showing everything and it does it is disturbing but it's not like just for the sake of being disturbing right right right. uh but yeah i don't i really like the the structure of the book how it kind of i mean it starts with his childhood and the abuse and Mm -hmm. how um strange his relationship with his mother was and and it kind of slowly builds to reveal the, I guess, depravity of what he what he yeah. had done and how he'd been living in the house. And like halfway through when the reporters come to town, I really thought the, the book kind of picked up mm-hmm. steam. And I, I like those two guys. Um, they were only on like five pages, I guess, kind of bantering with each other. But yeah, uh, I thought the, the book really picked up steam from there. And once they get into the house and see everything that or see a lot of what was going on, right? You know, not, not everything, but uh, I just, I really thought the book was was well done. And I'm glad that I saw it in the previews catalog and ordered it. And yeah, me too. I think they ordered some extra copies of the shop once they <laughs> saw that uh, we were getting it. Because oh, really? it's one of those things that's just kind of hidden in with all the yeah. independently published books. So you really have to be looking Flip for through it. all yeah. 400 pages and see if there's something that you is that, really catches your eye. Is this the kind of thing that they typically wouldn't carry? I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, a hardcover graphic novel. So I think yeah. they do have some of that stuff, but 
I, I don't know. Yeah. They, they definitely weren't tracking on it before I ordered it for us. So. Interesting. Um, he did ask me the other week if I had read it yet. And I was like, ah, no, I have a whole pile of books. Yeah. Made, made it through those this week. So, and as previously discussed, separated uh, the books Thank that you. you need to read into a whole Well, that's my box. goal for today to get through a bunch of those. Yeah. After, after we she, after we see <laughs> Shang-Chi again. Yeah. So do you want to get into Shang-Chi? Because. Yes, was, I do. It was really good. I can't wait to go see it again. I am very, very excited. I'm jealous that Tegan's already seen it twice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, directed by Destin Daniel Creden, who's not a, a first time director or anything, but a lot of his, I didn't write down his other movies, but this is definitely at a different scale than anything that he had done before. And I don't know, I think we said it already, but the hype around the movie, I just, it's, it's warranted. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the word we decided on. <laughs> <laughs> the cast was awesome. So awesome. Simu Liu, who, I don't know. I think we were super excited for this. I know I was excited for the movie before we watched Kim Kim's Convenience, but just knowing him as an actor in that way really mm-hmm. upped the excitement. Well, I I think I'd been watching Kim's Convenience before. We even saw a trailer. Yeah, but I mean, I... You saw it. Yeah, because I started watching it a long time ago and picked it back up after a little while when I was looking for other things to watch during my lunch break, you know, past time. Yeah, I guess I've read several places that he used to be a stuntman. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And I thought that he did a really good job in the movie. I've seen some uh, some places say that because the the cast was really just so good. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about more of them in a little bit. But that he kind of maybe played this the straight man a little too much in the movie or was not as engaging as some of the other characters. I just I didn't feel that. when I, I didn't feel it, that but, either. I um, thought there was a lot of subtlety in, in his, like you felt like the relationship between him and Katie Aquafina's character was like real, that they had like a real friendship and a bond. And a re- lot of that was just, you know. I really liked their relationship and yeah. their dedication to each other. I read a review on the Roger Ebert website that said, uh, made a big deal about the platonic nature of their relationship, which did kind of stand out to me as we were watching it. What do you mean? Just in the absence of a romantic connection between them, right? Yeah, I think it leaves it open that there could be, but I don't think there needs to be, you know? Right. I'm just saying that stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, and I really did like her character as well. You yeah. Know, she's very uh, distinctive, mm-hmm. right? And she's in a lot of stuff now. <laughs> so, yeah, because she's fantastic. She's fun to watch. And I think I was on the Rotten Tomatoes page and one of the review clips just said, Shang-Chi and Katie are my new best friends. Or <laughs> We're going to have to get into some spoiler territory when, of we, course. when we talk about this movie. So just as a heads up, but I really liked the callback at the end to their their plans to either go home or... <laughs> or, I know, that was great. Or uh, yeah, yeah, so funny. I just because I didn't expect it, and it was um, charming. Yeah, you know, I think uh, all the stuff with the dragon and the big monster stuff that can sometimes get like a little wonky in things. But this, I felt like it was really well done, really effective. I liked that whole scene was like so fun. That was probably my 
Yeah, I was going to save it for later. Oh, well, uh, we the, can cut that out and I can go back. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, I've listened to a lot of people talk about the movie and, and say that it was a shame that it ended with a, another big CGI fight, right? Because that's what all, all Marvel things do. But I, I tend to... So I'm, I'm kind of torn on it, right? Because right. I agree that the fighting in this movie was so awesome and so street level. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't like a quick cut fight scene ever. It was a showcase of the fighting, mm -hmm. which I'm, I'm no expert in martial arts movies, but I always have fun oh, when I watch them. But wait, you took some martial arts as a child. <laughs> so right. you're going to try to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, there's so many funny things in the movie. That yeah. was, that was really good um, on the bus. A little good clip, <laughs> yeah. but but it really did make me want to watch more martial arts movies. I have like a little list. There's I, some in our jar. Yeah, and dude. I think we. Could I add a love couple. martial arts movies. I don't know why we haven't incorporated this sooner because yeah. we both love them. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's too much stuff. But yeah, we should find more. Have you cut out some slips of paper? <laughs> can, <laughs> I will do that to today. But the bus scene was awesome. Like. I'd heard so many things about, about how involved and creative and, and long the bus scene fight was. So mm -hmm. I was very excited when it was so early in the movie and it didn't, it was, it was good. Even having watched like a third of that scene I know, yeah. already in like teasers and, um, yeah, they did show a lot of the movie in, in the, in the trailers, well, the scaffolding scene, yeah. which you knew was coming also, but was still yeah. so much better than you thought it might be. It was still so fun to watch, you know, like speed on steroids, right? The, the bus scene. God, there are just so many things to love about this movie. Yeah, so the cage fighting. That was so great. <laughs> like it wasn't what we thought or it wasn't what I thought was going to happen in that scene. And I, I just. Um, yeah, I'm interested to know. First of all, I knew that there was, you know, somebody who practice the mystic arts fighting abomination in the cage. Right. But I didn't know that it we didn't was know it was going to be Wong. I know. And I, I also found it strange that they left the arena together. Like, why are they together? Cause they're fighting for money. They're just chilling. But how'd they get hooked up and why is abomination like chilling you know, with Wong? We, I don't know. We need some more information there, but I did enjoy the, the role that Wong played in the, in the movie, especially at the end. Yeah. But yeah, kind of back to the, the way the, movie played out the whole third act of the movie was kind of almost like a different movie right yeah that's Since true from when ben kingsley shows up as uh trevor slattery <laughs> it took me a second to to readjust and i knew that there were going to be some magical creatures but the way they start the, the the way they try to ease you into that is is jarring you think so from yeah from the first <laughs> two-thirds of the movie to then yeah i it was it took me a minute. There was, I mean, some of the Ben Kingsley stuff was hilarious. The yes. Planet of the Apes conversation was <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah, I mean, that was and I did like fantastic. Yeah, I, I liked uh, watching that All Hail the King little uh, Marvel one shot, the thirteen right. minute thing on Disney Plus before we went to see Shang Chi. And I liked how they dealt with the Mandarin aspect of his character in this movie, how they kind of dealt with that decision that 
the MCU made in Iron Man 3. Right. I mean, I think once they get to Talo, what was the name of the... Mm -hmm. I, I thought they were going to mix in some some Kunlun action <laughs> in there or something because I think somebody oh. I think somebody referred to that land as Kunlun in a conversation I heard on a podcast, so I thought that that might be coming. Interesting, um, but they didn't, and I don't know. Uh, there was there was a lot about that that I enjoyed. By the time it all wrapped up, I was I was happy with with the um the mystical animal of it all. <laughs> it, it just, it was. Well, cause they, I mean, they mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the movie does try to prime you. I think yeah. for it, it's jarring when it happens in the way that it tries to transition. It did. It just took me out of it for a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. It didn't for me. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. Cause he was like, Oh, you could see him too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was, that was funny. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. Uh, because <laughs> it was awesome and definitely want to go see it again. I just felt like it took it up to like Avengers level rather than, y you know. It, yeah, it gave him. It gave him more um, credibility to, to, to fight with the Avengers level team like Captain Marvel, you know, um, to sort of bump up that fighting, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It just ramped it up for me. I didn't really, I, I didn't have that same disconnect. We don't have to go beat for beat or person by person through the cast, but I did want to bring up his his dad, uh, Tony Leung as Wenwu. Mm -hmm. I just thought that character was so well done. I just wasn't really expecting. I mean, the movie's almost built around him, his character and his family. And I just loved his arc and the way it was presented with such empathy. Yes. And, he was a great bad guy. Now he's dead. Marvel yeah. <laughs> just kills off all their good bad guys. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that the actor too, you know, he's obviously a very famous actor that we don't see in a lot of things. Right. right. So he's been on this, on the scene as it were for, yeah. for a long time. And uh, I'm going to, um, we must have seen him in, in other movies, but he's oh, really yeah. front and center in this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought did an awesome job, and I really liked the way that they that they built the movie. Yeah, I, I felt like, I mean, it was definitely unexpected for me how the, how they handled his character and his motivation. Yeah. You know? So I don't know where 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 do you think this movie? What's its place in the in the MCU as far as like in my ranking? Yeah, I think as far as... Uh, I think time will tell. I'm so excited about it right now yeah. that like it's like it's up there it for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in my top five right now because one, we've been so Marvel starved, you know, and Black Widow came out and now this. And so it's just like really exciting. A you new know, origin stories. You know, it's yeah. been a while since we had one. It was, it's, I mean, and it was really great. I, I just really liked it. So I think um, I probably need to sort of digest it a while before I can really. Yeah, did it feel like an MCU movie to you? Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. It it definitely, I think expanded the universe because it definitely had like a lot of Marvel things in it, but a lot of it was not very Marvel feeling like the soundstage in Atlanta kind of Marvel feel that, you know, as the movies got bigger and bigger, Right. We've talked about it before. It, it kind of a lot of times has more of a soundstagey kind of feel 
and I don't know, you know, we saw another, the newest trailer for the Eternals, which, which I'm getting more excited about. Like it looks good. Mm -hmm. It looks very different also. And Chloe Zhao directed it. And I think the ringers, I don't remember if it's, I think it's on the big picture mostly or, um, or the watch they talk about, it's come up several times where they talk about how she filmed in actual environments. And Kevin Feige was like, wow, that looks really, that looks real. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, because that's the actual ocean. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so phase four, I think is off to a, a good start. Yeah. I, I know that there's a ton more to come and mm -hmm. very excited about what's, what's, what's left this year, just with the Eternals and Spider-Man. And it's funny that you said we were Marvel starved and we've been watching Marvel TV shows for, for the last year and a half. I know, but you know what I mean? The, the theater's it's different. The theater it's experience. Different. And I mean, really going into into the Dolby theater with like the, the great sound and the great picture quality and I comfy love, seats. I, I mean, it's such Dolby. a good experience, you know? The sound is, the picture is great, but the sound is really where it's at. I, we said it just yesterday. It just drowns out everything around you. So you can't even hear. The five-year-old in the back talking about whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh, it's an exciting time i i'm very excited to see it again i mean we almost exclusively go to the dolby theater when yeah. when we can yeah sometimes yeah. i mean now that they're actually releasing a ton of movies not everything can go through the dolby like we saw the green knight in a regular theater and it was terrible <laughs> the movie was great the experience was not they didn't even turn the fucking lights off <laughs> gonna have to get over it no not <laughs> <laughs> all right I, I guess that's it do you do you have anything else no all right so we'll wrap it up we'll go get ready to see shang chi and mm -hmm. um it was fun it was smart we liked it